Uh, welcome back, guys. Here on Select Few, we have uh, Chandra Cologne here to, to to show us what's up and female entrepreneurship. Yes, thank you for having me. It's it's a pleasure. Pleasure's thank mine. Thank you. So let's uh let's let's tell us tell us what the secrets are to uh, to your entrepreneurship over you know the secrets resiliency okay uh, grit. I do not believe you're born with that. That's developed. Okay. Um, passion, discipline, and courage. Those, those are that's really good. That's yeah. A lot of people will be grateful to know that and feel that and understand what that actually means. Being a uh, female entrepreneur in today's world, it's it's hard. Yes. What uh What do you think the biggest hurdles are right now? Being a female entrepreneur. So I don't think the hurdles have changed um, very much. I think you still have people who believe that we're the inferior sex (laughs) Um, and think that we are to be in more of a support role versus actually lead. Um, And ironically, you know, I'm in a male-dominated industry. I've worked with men my entire life, doesn't matter what career path it was in. And I think there's a stigma around women that women are, you know, more emotional, more catty, more this, or can't work together. Um, but what I find ironic is that most of the men that I've worked with who are at a high level, when it's time to actually come together and uh, succeed at teamwork, they are by far more emotional than the women in the room. You know, uh, being in a male atmosphere and construction where we don't have a lot of women i can tell you that's the truth men are emotional yes they it's it's uh it's it's, like to pretend like we're not though you know it's 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 wild right because it's it's like i don't know if it's uh become that way men have kind of lost their their way as far as like you know you're built tough back in the day right the the foundations of what your grandparents grandfather was raised on when they came over here into America, right? So it's like they seem to get more feminine and not in a derogatory way, but it seems like they're just... They're We're getting soft. Men in a construction industry that I can actually discuss on is they're, they seem a lot softer than what I remember my granddaddy and his granddaddy being. And, and I'm not quite sure why that is. And, um, but I, I totally get where you're coming from. What, um, what do you think is the cause for women in the entrepreneurial industry or just in in business in general? Why do you think men still feel so superior since times have changed so much? So I want to dial it back to what you were saying about men are softer now. Um, So I think there's been a narrative that has been told to our men since the beginning of time that they had to be dominant that they had to rule, that they couldn't share their emotions, they couldn't cry, they couldn't do this, they couldn't do that. And um, that's not healthy. So I think what's happened now is our men are getting help for the first time. They're learning how to communicate versus just dictate. And I think that that is so new to this generation that it's coming off like, oh, our, our men are soft now. No, I think our men are in a time of adjustment where they haven't quite found the balance yet of still 
being um, a leader and a role model. And I don't even want to use the word alpha because the truth of the matter is not every man is an alpha male. They're, they're not. And that's okay. So I think it's just, again, we're trying to figure out where, where's that balance to where we can still be vulnerable, right? But still be that strong undergirding for our family. Because you still need to be like that strong base no matter what. But you can do that in a different way now. When it comes to the workplace, um, I think that it's, it's a challenge there as well. Because again, they're not used to having to communicate with others in a healthy way. Right. They're used to just making demands or commands. And it's this way and, and no way. Because that's even how it was in the family dynamic. A lot of people like to split up like work life and home life. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is it doesn't work that way. You bring in the same conditioning from your home life into your work life. Sure. And if you're missing something or you're being mistreated at home and you're not respected, then you come to work and it shows up differently. Then you want to command respect from everybody. You want to show mm -hmm. dominance in front of everybody. Become aggressive. Because you, yes, because at home yeah. you're for some reason diminished, you know, and that's male or female. So now I want to go back to answering the question <laughs> that you asked me, but you'll have to ask me again because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's, you're right. You're completely right. You know, it's, um, I started crying about six months ago for the first time in my entire life because I was conditioned on what I was raised on, right? Men don't cry, you know, throw some dirt on it. Um, you know, if, if you want to do it right, do it yourself. And you're right. You do bring that into the workplace. And, um, I think, I, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with that one. It's, um, you know, as a man who has battled that myself, right. It's like, I've actually like, I enjoy crying now. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's, uh, and, and, you know, you go back to, you know, raised on, you know, women are at home you know, supporting the household, taking care of the kids, and not so much focusing on what a men's role was supposed to be as well, where it's a partnership. Right. And, and you're right. We've carried that into the workplace too. Yes. And I think that's a, that's a great thing for this audience to learn as well because we're teaching them the do's and the don'ts as you become an entrepreneur. Right. And really, if you can get your foundation and your fundamentals right from the gets, you know, then right. you're going to have a better work-life balance. Yep. You're going to have... A better, you know, overall career because you're gonna be able to work with men and women, right. like you know, equally and not, you know, only talk to the men, right? The man makes the decision because we all know it's not the case anymore, right? And that's that's what's so important, and, and that's why I'm so glad you're on the show because you can give us that perspective that we're missing, you know. And I speak for myself as a man, but we miss that, you know, we've missed that mark for so long now, and we've got to change how people think and react right. to 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 women in general. Yes. And so in the, in your entrepreneurial journey, do you feel like it's changing now, now versus say when you first started your journey? Yeah, I would say it's a slow evolution. I think there's still the stigmas where, you know, if you're a woman in, in business, um, you know, how did you get to that position? Was it somebody you were dating that was in a powerful position and they, they elevated you? Um, God forbid you be attractive and intelligent because then people have to create stories around that. Right. Um, well, you're only there because, you know, you're, you're pretty and 
oh, you must have been sleeping with the boss. I mean, like, that's old school, but it's still, like, prevalent today. Of course. Yeah. Same stories. I mean, it, the stories haven't changed much, sadly. Or if you're at a high level, um, they're just going to assume that you're difficult. <laughs> right? They're just going to assume it. Yeah. And, and the fact of the matter is, if you are challenging to work with as a woman who's been in business for a long time, you didn't wake up that way. Yeah. You're, you have fought some serious battles to be seen and heard and respected in the room for your work. Right. I mean, it's like double as far as how difficult it is to secure work. You know, you're qualified, but you're a woman. Still to this day, it's they would rather give it to a man. <laughs> just, I, and I don't, I don't think you're wrong from what I've seen. You know, we see this in, in big multi-level roles. You know, it's, it's, we just recently saw uh, Elon Musk actually bring in a, a female CEO, which is amazing. Right. Um, we recently hired a, a female um, general manager. It didn't work out, but that was the direction we're trying to go. Right. It's, you know, we're looking at everybody the same, man or woman. It doesn't right. matter to us. It's all about the, the experience and how they can run with things. Right. And, and isn't it interesting how, like, when we say, like, Elon Musk just hired a female CEO and that's amazing. Like, we still have to say that's amazing. What do we think the hang-up is and the mindset? Because the world in general has just changed over the last 10 years. It's, yeah. it's changed, and, and we've had a lot of forward steps and backward steps, right? What, I mean, why are we not seeing it move at a faster pace? You think it's just a lot of old people? <laughs> you know, like, is it just, you know, because I mean, like, you take your congressional yeah. leaders, right? Yeah. Well, they're old, they're ancient, right. they, they need to go retire. Right. But yet they're here still making demands and decisions from a yeah. 60s and 70s mindset. Absolutely. You know, which yeah. we can't, as a, as a American, we can't grow, we can't right. change, we can't adapt with where we should be. Right. right. And, and, that's, and that's my, my hang up on a lot of, you know, what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I think the majority still rule. So it's going to move at their pace. And it's going to take the next generation to continue to propel it forward. Is it going to be fast? Never will be. Yeah. As long, but as long as it's progression, I mean, even having a podcast like this and talking about it, we have to hope and pray that it's encouraging our young men and our young women, like our own kiddos, to right. share this message and push for that when they see that, you know, there's a woman in an organization that should have been promoted long before them, you know, even speaking up or even asking, uh, even asking a company, like, where's their spend? Sure. Like, how, what's the breakdown of who they spend their money with in their supply chain? They're not going to like those questions. If it's a public company, you can, you can look it up. Private right. company, oh, shh, not going to happen. <laughs> There's a lot more private than not there. Gonna not. Oh, absolutely. Especially depending upon, again, like the area that you're in. So you mentioned the, the you know, the next generation, the next generation. And, and I get discouraged when I think about that generation yeah. because it feels like, you know, they're, they're so stuck on likes. They're so stuck on, you know, got to have this to look like this to this other people. Like, do you feel like that can hinder our growth in society? <gasps> Absolutely. Definitely changing it. Oh, massively. And for the worse, because you can see the decline in mental health that's been tied to the use of social media 
because we're comparing and we're comparing like non-reality with non-reality. It's based on what people, it's based on a perception, right? right? And not reality. So the, you know, depression is up. Everything, I mean, everything regarding mental health is just continuing. Now that's what's progressively moving upward. And it's because, you know, we're seeing things on, on social media that are not, not healthy. We don't, think, we don't think we're enough. I mean, we, I think we all go through periods in our life where we're struggling with feeling like, are we enough? Are we, do we, what value do I bring? Am I worthy of X, Y, Z? We have those thoughts without social media. Right. I had all that growing up without social media. Now, like, add social media to it, and you really think you're supposed to be way further ahead. Just intensifies all those feelings. Or everybody's supposed to be an entrepreneur. No, they're not. No. Like selling that is bad. It's just bad. Well, and that's exactly what we've been we've been trying to that's the reason for the podcast because people don't understand that there's a lot that goes in with the entrepreneur. Not everybody has to be an entrepreneur, not everybody is built to be an entrepreneur. But there's a lot of things you you actually are negative with being an entrepreneur in a sense. And, you know, there's plenty of motivational people out there that show the private jets and the Lamborghinis and the big houses, but that's what these kids want to see. Right. You know, they don't, they don't spend the time thinking about these, these current issues and situation with men and women equality and gap pay and, Mm -hmm. and where society is gone. They just want to live this false reality. Right. And that's what I fear, especially with, um, with women entrepreneurs, women mm-hmm. in management, women CEOs, is that I don't want them to get discouraged along the way because they see something else on on social media and they mm-hmm. see something that you know isn't reality. Right. How do we reach young women? You know, not just men, young women out there who dream of being an entrepreneur one day. You know, opening up their own salon. Right. You know, um, starting their own nonprofit. You know, opening up, you know, even an automotive store or something, whatever it is that intrigues them. Mm -hmm. Like, what can we do to connect with them and show them that it is completely possible? Yeah, I mean, you have to make yourself available to the mentoring and sponsoring them, putting them in rooms that they can't put themselves into because they're not connected yet. Um, A lot of times people have a dream. They don't know how to execute. They don't understand how to get funding um, an SBA loan, and people prey upon your lack of knowledge. So, you know, there'll be third-party entities out there that, oh, if you pay me this, you know, I'll do your SBA loan. Or pay me this, and I'll help you get your certification. Well, really, you don't need to do any of that. You can actually just, you can do it yourself. These things aren't difficult, but they are if you're intimidated by the process. Most of the time, you're just intimidated by the process. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be able to answer these questions or I'm, I bet I'm not going to have that paperwork. You don't even know yet. So, you know, there's already, you know, workshops for small businesses and, and all these different resources. But I find that it gets overwhelming. It's almost like when you want a referral for something, you can go to Google or you can go to your Facebook friends and post it there because, you know, if you Google it, you're like overwhelmed with all the information. And sometimes I'd rather just post it to my friends on Facebook sure. than go to the internet and 
you know, a hundred thousand. You could get responses. so many variations. Yeah, exactly. And do. you don't know what's right, what's yeah. wrong. Yeah. You know, you're then you create more fear. Yes. And it pushes you further from your dream and your goals. Mm-hmm. But those people, those young women, they have to meet you halfway, meaning the resources can be out there, but you can't sit back and wait for someone to come get you out of the seat and go right. to, the, to the workshops, go to the seminars on funding. They're, they're all available. You got to get up and go. You, you, you cannot just, yeah. That's the difference in you know, the dreamers and the ones that are actually making it making happen. It. Because yeah. it's never the person with the best idea. It's never the person with the most talent. It's the person that like gets up and has forward progression mm. with it. When we see that yeah. even in entertainment, the best singers aren't the ones that are quote unquote winning, that are famous. Right. No, it's the ones that are kind of like halfway talented, but... They put in the most work. They put in the most work. Yeah. And they built the relationships. Everything is is a relationship business. Every business is a relationship business. Yeah, I mean, the other day on this award show, I was watching on uh, a music award show, the this uh, female artist, I think it was Female Artist of the Year, she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, if you're going to be a dreamer, be a doer. Right. And I was like, that resonates for not just men or women. Right. It just, it's literally like, legitimately get up and you can do this. Right. You know, believe in yourself first. That's not- so much better than hearing, follow your dreams. no actually everyone should not follow their dreams yeah i'm not doing my dream right now okay this is this is fun but this wasn't ever my dream yeah you know and and i've learned that too along the way sometimes you fall into something you just become good at and then you stick in the cycle And and sometimes you don't have to make money at your dream right that's that's the key right yeah but you're told like if you just do what you love you'll never have to work a day in your life Stop it. <laughs> like, stop it. It's bad messaging. It's just bad. Still got to pay rent. Because really, I mean, yeah, exactly. You still have to make money. You still, but whatever that you love, you can still do it. But it doesn't have to be the main source of your income for I it think to that's be valuable. Where people get trapped in it. Is, yes. Is, you know, I have to make money from this right. hobby that I have or this thing that I love. Right. And they get stuck trying to do it when it's not really going to work i agree a thousand percent with that yeah it's it's the sad reality and that's the that's the message we want to put out to try to save people from making certain mistakes because follow your dreams follow your goals but there's also reality to that right yes we need to we have to obviously make money to live you know you don't have to have a lamborghini to be happy You know, yes. you can still have an amazing life and not have these things that people want you to, to idolize, you yes. know, and stop idolizing every person out there. Right. You know, don't need their life. You just don't. You need your life. Yes. And you need to be a wholesome and amazing life, you yes. know, filled with love and family and unity, not things, you know. I, purpose. You know, purpose. That's, purpose. That's a great word, purpose, you know. It's such a driving force for like anything that I do. And I would say for most people, you know, that's the thing that's going to get you up the next day where there's no purpose, you know, that's when I feel like depression sets in when you feel like you're lost and you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. When you, when you question why you're here, um, when there's no goal to work towards, you don't have to conquer it, but something to work towards is very powerful. Sure. 
And I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm a firm believer that you should set, you know, one, three, and five year goals, you know, sometimes a long term goal. And it's it's nice to have goals. And I think it could help you if you had the mindset to be a doer. Right. It's uh it's the people who don't care about what's next. It's the, you know, fly by the seat of their pants and not yeah. think about things that that's the scariest thing. It's uh yeah. you know, but then sometimes it's the opposite. I sat on doing this company for, for a long time. Years. Uh, years. Because I was never ready. Getting ready to get ready is what I always say. Oh, and yes. and it's like you're never gonna be ready. No. You there's there's no perfect moment. No. You know, it's like asking somebody out, right? Is there ever a perfect moment? No. You're just waiting. And you waiting. might catch them on a good day. You, don't know. you might. <laughs> or it just becomes randomly organic and weird. Yeah. You yeah. know, but you just have to just go for it. Right. But you, you nailed it when you said mentor. Mm-hmm. That's something that we're preaching here is that get yourself a mentor. I had no mentor. Yes. I had no, you know, no person in my corner until I had money. It wasn't mm. until there was money coming in that people were like, hey, I can help you. Mm. You know, well, where were you when I was broke as heck? You know, like, come on. You know, show me how to get there and not make, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousand dollars worth of mistakes. Mistakes, right. You know, show me what I can do right, you know, and not reinvent the wheel every yeah. single time like human nature does. And so bless, that's a blessing and a curse because I can see two perspectives on that. It's early on and you don't have mentorship. Nine times out of ten, you're, you're going to waste and you might as well just flush some money down the toilet because you don't have the wisdom there to... Say, uh 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 uh, that's gonna cost you. At the same time, it's really hard once you have some level of success, whatever that looks like to you. Say it's like your first $100,000 and you haven't made any mistakes yet. Now, like, we tend to get a little arrogant with it <laughs> and a little loosey goosey with it. We haven't had, we haven't felt those pains, right? So then you might like wild out a little bit. Right. Before, before you, you even should. So I feel like some of those early childbearing pains, because growing a business is, <laughs> is like friggin' labor and delivery in a yeah. way, like they're good for you if they don't take you out. And I think that's the difference in, in some of us and some others. Sure. Because if you get taken out, the people that I gravitate towards the most are the ones that get taken out and freaking start all over again. Like they've been in the ditch and they've had to crawl and make their way back out and they go at it again. I'm like, yes. Failure is the best yes. teacher there is. You have oh, to... and it's awful, but yes. Yeah, it's... Well, and, that, and that's the biggest thing people fear is failure. Right. And that applies to all aspects. That's the only way you get yeah. growth. It, it's yeah. true. It's a, but a I, horrible I path, but you have to go down it. Yes. yes. You know, and, and I thought I feared failure with this is. You know, I'm going to start this company, and, and we talked about this in, in previous episodes, but it's like I feared failure for myself, mm-hmm. but how people were going to view me who supported me. Yes. Not so much for me directly. Right. I felt like I was failing the world if I failed. You didn't want to let people down. Right. Yeah. And how do you, you know, how do you overcome that? And right. It's, it took me a minute. You know, it took me, yeah. I got real humbled. Oh, know, yeah. A lot, <laughs> you know? This journey will... <laughs> Do that. I'll tell you a quick little story. Um, so I've been an entrepreneur for over a decade now. And when I first went into entrepreneurship, it was in real estate. To this day, I still have a real estate license. I think it's one of the best investments anyone could 
ever make. I think I spent $1,500 in education and, and licensing fees to become a realtor. And um, after having success with real estate, I was like, okay, I can do that. Um, I now want to see what else I can do. So that was like the catalyst for me to keep trying other business ventures. You know, and I did some coaching along the way and, um, you know, built a business development company built around my ability to build strategic partnerships. And I, early on when I did small business consulting, I could just consult for any small business. It didn't matter what industry they were in because it, it all kind of applies for the most part. Like sure. how do you scale? How do you get new clients? So I don't care if you know, you're selling software or cattle or insulation or hats. It, it doesn't matter. So I found myself doing that. I enjoyed it. And then I tumbled into construction. And I didn't know anything about the construction, commercial construction space, nothing. I only knew about residential building because I'd help clients build homes from the ground up. So when I went into the construction space, I realized that there was a major gap with minority firms and their ability to navigate big public entities. And so I decided I want to make that a business, a niche where you could hire me for business contract business development. And so when I transitioned to construction only, and not doing anything else, there was a time when my youngest son was in high school and he was working at, I think it was Foot Locker, and he's killing it in commissions. He's, he's sales. And I had 49 cents in my bank account. But all the time that I needed to pour into this new business venture to only focus on construction, it prohibited me from doing things on the side, like going and closing other business. I, I couldn't do it. I needed to just focus. And I had a business coach and mentor. At that time, we were probably five, six years in. And I called him and I said, I have 49 cents. My son, my 16-year-old, has more money in his account than I do. At what point is this just irresponsible? Mm. Right? It's like, I got a car note, house payment, bills. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> bills. Life. Water bill, life bill. <laughs> like, yeah, life. Got to put gas in the car. At this time, I was living over here in Collin County, but all the business was in Dallas. And so... My commute, my daily commute back and forth was insane because sometimes I'd go in in the morning and then come home by three o'clock to miss the traffic, wait for my son to come home, cook at five, and it'd be just like a casserole or whatever, but I'd make sure he'd have something to eat. And then I would leave and drive back to Dallas for whatever dinner I needed to go to, because everything that I do is about networking yeah. and meeting people. Drive back to Dallas again for dinners and then drive back home. A lot of times that, that might be 10 o'clock at night. But my business coach and mentor, he's, he's really, he's not just a business coach. He's like 
really a spiritual advisor to me. He was like, you can't, you can look at it that way if you want to, or you can look at it like this is just what it's going to take. And how much longer can you stay in it? Mm. And I said, I feel like I'm going to have to ask somebody, like I'm going to have to borrow money from somebody, which for me is like the worst pride, all of that is, that is the worst feeling for me. Um, Cause I've, been making it on my own for a really long time. Did any part of you say, just let me just go get a normal job? Yeah, of course. I, yeah, yeah, I thought it. What am I doing? Yes. I, need, I need some money. Yes, what am I doing? Is this yeah. just irresponsible? Um, like, go, go sell a house. Like, go get a real estate client really quickly. But I knew how much that would take out of me because residential real estate, it's emotional buying. So... Mm-hmm. You are more of a therapist a lot of the times <laughs> than you are sure. like advising yeah, yeah. on this home. And so, and the energy, like people don't understand how difficult selling and buying real estate is. They think that's another misconception. They think it's like so glamorous, right? That is a seven day a week profession right there. It but is It's a huge part work. of people's lives. It's a are Big you sure? Decision it's yeah. HGTV. It's it's so easy. Oh, you know the yes. guy that he he harvests butterflies. You know <laughs> she sells bubble gum on the side. They got a one point yeah. two million dollar house, and they do it in an hour's episode. Of course. Yeah, you it's, know, and the realtor's happy. Always yeah. completely happy. No, right? I've never met a sad realtor. Shoot, that's you know? because they're crying at midnight, sitting at their desk that's, because people are fighting over a fifty dollar option check. Yeah. It's, you know, that's the like, reality of it. They didn't include the garden gnome in the deal, so there's no deal, right? Right. <laughs> so and people do that. Yeah. People yeah. will fight over the most <laughs> ridiculous stuff. So that's why I couldn't do it and focus on this thing that I, I knew it was going to take off. But the timing was killing me. Because, again, back to there's no perfect timing. When's the perfect time? Right. Like, it doesn't exist. And so I told my business coach, I'm like, well... I think I'm going to have to ask a friend of mine to borrow my rent for this month. And I did. So you want to talk about humbling yourself. Like, I'm a grown-ass woman with grown-ass kids. And I just had to ask somebody to help me pay my rent. But I will say, I have had some people in my life that have believed in me that believed in me more than I believed in myself and saw it in me and said, yeah. So, I, so when I that 49 you. cents is sitting in your account and let's say you didn't have this coach, the yeah. spiritual guide. Yeah. What was your thought before you even picked up that phone? Everything he just said. Like, like I, need a, I need to go get job. a job. Yeah. Like I need to go get a job. What, I mean, it's not going to kill me. Just go get a part-time job or Go sell a house. Go, you know, you have a fallback, meaning I always have means of making money, right? Because I've been a single parent for a very long time. And, you know, I grew up um, conditioned and wired to survive. And so I've always set myself up in a way to where I know that I can go make money doing this, whatever it is. I mean, even when I'm five, I'm your very, like, stereotypical, like, lemon lemonade stand girl but 
umpteen years ago because I'm in my 40s. So had my lemonade stand, sold out, went into my mom's refrigerator where we had very little and sold everything out of it because I loved it. Yeah. Even like, I love the hustle. Yeah. Like I loved it. It's, it's, a, it's a burning feeling. It's, a, it's yeah. something that's like, you know, it's a, it's the, it's a, it's a, a good high and life is to feel like you did something. You you had some kind of success, right. even if it's you know selling somebody's orange juice for you know a dollar yeah. when they paid three. Mm. Yeah. It didn't matter. I mean, I, I did you know silly things like selling my mom's cigarettes out of her fridge. Yeah, it was a uh, it was hey. a hustle. No, you know? for real. My bad, mom. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think you knew, but that's why they went away quick. You know, yeah. but you're right. It's a. Uh, but that's what I fear yeah. with this this new generation is that that drive that you have, mm-hmm. the drive that I have, yeah, um, the drive I've seen in your son. Mm-hmm. It's I feel like they're not there. The value that people are placing on sure. themselves is falling. You know, they're putting this value at you know I need to be a hundred thousand dollars a year, but I'm working at Taco Bell, right? And it's like, but they don't want to do the work, even working there. Right. And that's what we're facing too in our in our industry and just all businesses is just employment shortages and this and that. And I think um I think that's why you see a lot of businesses fail. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like it was their dream, but then it's like you can't hire the right people, you mm-hmm. know, they don't have mentors. Right. And um so after you uh after you borrowed the money. Yeah. What happened? Uh, I ended up with some new clientele. Okay. Within at probably 60 days from that. Yeah. Um, but I will say I took on a client that I knew I shouldn't have taken on. But out of desperation, mm-hmm. I took that client on. And what so made I can you know even, that you shouldn't have taken them on? Intuition. Yeah. So a combination. Intuition and I knew that this client's core values did not match mine. From from the jump. There's no question about it. As far as what? Just um, I would just say ethics. Mm. You know, I, I just knew that they would do anything, if you will. And I was concerned about that because I'm representing a brand. And is that a brand that I want to represent? Yeah, for sure. And unfortunately, when you put yourself or you're in a position where you're, you are down to 49 cents, sometimes you'll take on opportunities to survive that don't align And those situations, they're there to teach you a lesson, which is, uh, if you could have just held out a little bit longer, there was a better paying and a better aligned client down the road had you been a little patient. But my desperation and, you know, that need to pay my friend back Mm -hmm. ASAP. Led you down the wrong path. Totally led me down the wrong path. Now, luckily, you know, I didn't have to stay in it too long. You know, there was actually something that happened that allowed us to part ways, like... Gracefully. Easily. Great, yeah. Gracefully. Thank yeah. you. Um, but it was a lesson, like, never do that again. Whew, I'm so glad that I didn't, like, get caught up in that because it would have ruined my reputation. And at the end of the day, I'm leveraging my reputation yeah. all day. And I've always been a... You're... you're your word is bond, right? That's right. you. Your reputation is what matters. Right. And, you know, it's, I, I think it's, it's admirable. You got to stand for what, you, stand firm with what you believe. Yeah. Um, don't associate with people that you don't have the right, any tuition for. Um, in desperate times. 
You know, can be tough. desperate times yes. can be a learning lesson. Um, and we've all been there. I mean, we've had in our industry, we've had plenty of people I don't want to do business with. But it's like you just do it. And do they then, pay their bills? The, damn, they pay their bill on time. We have some of those. You know? That, you know, it's like you were worried about them, then they didn't pay their bill. Or right. they called you every single day. There's another problem. You fix that problem. Oh, somehow this is a new problem. Right. And you just know. Yes. It's And it's like you just know. There's a certain genre of professions that do that. Mm-hmm. There's a certain genre of people. They're just, they're, they wake up mad at the world. And... They take it out on everybody else. And so, but then, you know, there's a lot of misguided people. Yes. And it's a, you know, but you can take that and build from that. Yes. And that's, that's, that's real important too. It's, um, it's, it's hard sometimes to look at the world of today and, and what we're all battling. You know, it's hard enough just to be an entrepreneur, hard enough just to be really good at your job and yes. wake up every day and be on time and, you know, be the best you are. Right. And then to go through this society with the way things are, and it's uh, it's hard, you know. But and you lead people. Yeah. I mean, you're an owner, so you're not just coming to work for yourself. You have the responsibility of feeling that pressure and that burden of guiding and leading, you know, your staff and making sure your business is sustaining uh, or growing yeah. or both. And that's, yeah. you're right, because I mean, I've looked at like, you know, what I do here on a daily basis for our 30 employees. And it's like, they go home and it stops, right? Five mm-hmm. o'clock comes around or three o'clock, whatever the time is, their their job's over. Right. They just don't see the backside of what entrepreneurs are going through or business owners or, or even managers, CEOs, people that are responsible for their payroll, responsible right. for the people. And, it, and it's hard. It's discouraging at times. You know, because it's like, I can go get this job over here for $300,000 and not even worry about it. And it's somebody else's problem. Right. You know, so it is, it's a, there's that, that, that thing too that you face when you do own something is uh, you ask yourself a lot of times, was it, is it worth it or was it worth it? It just depends on where you're at. And so one of the topics I want to talk to you about is something that is new to me Mm -hmm. in my life lessons. Okay. Okay. And that is how do you. I spent a lot of years not putting my family first. I put them, they were my motivation financially. You know, they motivated me to be the best that I could do and to theoretically be a workaholic. Yeah. And, and that goes back to, you know, the tough man, you know, mm-hmm. I'm the provider, I'm, you know, the, the hunter, you know, right. and, and that's, it's, and so I spent a lot of my time working all hours of the day and night, mm-hmm. you know, because I always had the mindset, I can't wait till tomorrow. Even though it could. Right. And I thought just keeping money in the account was enough to keep them happy. Right. And so, you know, in the last several months, my life's changed drastically. And, um, like, what, I mean, how did the being an entrepreneur affect your relationship with your children? Like, do you feel like. That's a great question. You know, like, do you feel like yeah. there's more you could have done that you know now that you didn't know then? Hmm. So I think it differs for my kiddos because there's an age gap. So when I had my oldest son, I was a kid. I was a teenager. I was 13 years old. Wow. So we did life together. Right. That's, like, that's literally. That's a different realm. Did yeah. life together. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So early on, I was working 
what I would call your kind of typical jobs a teenager would, would work. You know, I'm working at the mall. Department you know. stores and stuff yeah, like how about Blockbuster? I'm oh, really ooh, telling my age. I miss Blockbuster. I'm okay. really telling my age. I, I miss right? Blockbuster. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go backwards. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. like, can I buy the last Blockbuster there is in the world? Yeah. Like, let's do it. You know, like, yeah. But yeah. And I think my first quote unquote, like, real job where I felt success for the first time, I was like 16, 17 years old, and I'd gotten a job at a men's retail store in the mall. It was like a really popular store. It was like back then, I don't even know that they do this anymore, but uh, we used to be able to play music loud in our stores in the mall. And so I killed it in sales. Like my commission checks were like way too good for a young person like me to have. But, and, and then I was so naive and inexperienced that the following year when I came back, because I'd worked there during the summer, the following year when I came back, you know, again, I'm killing it it in commissions and I'm, I'm feeling great um, and they're like we want to make you assistant manager and I was like wow <laughs> blown away but you lose your commission you hey, you make less money of course you get more responsibility <laughs> and less but they don't tell you that part they don't because I've got I've got stars in my eyes like I'm gonna get to open the store I'm gonna get to close the store right. like hell yeah I'm gonna get to tell people I'm the Moving assistant up. manager like, yeah. this is great but you make half the paycheck. You make half the paycheck. And I, I just didn't know better. Um, and I think that early on, the money that I was making working in retail, it empowered me. Like, I didn't feel Started like a Started a fire victim. inside of you? Yeah. And it, and it gave me, it made me feel like, wait a minute, Look, I'm getting some of my power back because the first few years of my life as a mother, I couldn't earn any money. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go get a job, not because I had a baby, but because I was legally too young. So I was very just, I can say now looking back, like I was depressed. I didn't know that that's what that was, but I felt like hopeless and helpless. Like just, and you know, we didn't, we didn't receive welfare. We, I mean, that wasn't a thing. Uh, I come from a, a poor working class family. My mom has always worked two jobs, always. Like right now she's working one. <laughs> but, you know, she's almost 70 years old. But yeah. majority of her life, because she didn't have an education and she had to take care of her family really young, she always had to work two jobs to make the equivalent of one good paying job. And, um, you know... So because she worked and I fell under her income, you know, we never, we never got any government support. And, you know, we're like flipping couch cushions looking for change to go buy the next can of milk or, you know, the next package of diapers. And I'm feeling like such a burden. You know, so I had a mix of emotions going on, like I'm a failure, I'm a burden. Mm. I've made, we already have a difficult life. I just made it even more difficult. So when I was able to work, which was actually at 15, um, I worked at a, as a hostess at a restaurant. That was actually my first job. But I was just making, you just make what you make. Whatever yeah. that was back then, $7 an hour, whatever. Actually, probably five twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, I made just enough every week to buy diapers and milk for that week. And that was like, whew, 
Okay. Weight off your shoulders. Yeah. It yeah. made me it made me feel stable, right? But then when I got, you know, turned 16, well, now I can work at the mall and I start making the commissions. And when you grow up poor and you get money for the first time, what you think is real money, mm-hmm. you, you like, you feel invincible. You think you are like, right? So then I really, I didn't want to go back to school. You know, I didn't want to go back to school my senior year because I'm like, I'm making money. Yeah. And I got it. I got a child to feed. I got to like I got to keep going. And I had that that hustler mentality because I was a survivor, right? Mm-hmm. Now I stay away from that, right? Because I understand that that is a survivor mentality. So I've been allowed myself to stay in that my whole life because that's very detrimental because it's fear-based. You know, anytime I start to feel like I've got to hustle, I got to make something happen. I know it's because I'm afraid. And yeah. I, I know it's that fear from that 13-year-old girl mm. that doesn't know where the next can of milk is coming from. It's deep-rooted way back there. Yeah. Now, even, you know, thinking back, of course, those mm-hmm. times were rough. Yeah. They were terrible. You wouldn't want to do it again. But don't right. you think that's a huge contributor to the person you are today? Oh, it is the contributor. That adversity yeah. made you this successful person. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. You know, would is is it the route or the journey that you would co-sign for somebody? No, because there's a lot of trauma involved in it. Right. So much trauma that had to be... Um, that I had to work through and unravel, but it's, it was my journey. Mm-hmm. And it's a story that you know, I can speak to and tell, but the bigger and better story is that that's where it started and this is where I'm at right. today. And I know that I ha- I'm made of some things that everyone else doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm special. Matter of fact, I know I'm not. I've just allowed myself to grow and evolve. And all those years that I gave my power away, I've taken those lessons. And now it's kind of been like, you know, a part of my purpose to help others find like their inner personal power. Um, And I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't know what it was like to feel like I had none. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Total grants. It's a, Yeah, I, I, I'm speechless because it's, 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 it's an amazing story. It's an amazing journey that you've had this far. And, um, you know, you're facing all these different adversities of life, especially with a child at a young age. Yes. And, like, you know, I always think about stuff like that, even when the kids are 16, you know, not even 13. I'm just like, I see it. I thought I time. had my kids young. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you're only 19. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Is yeah. he for real? Because no. he looks like he, we, we always talk about he, he yeah. drinks from the fountain of youth. You yeah. Know? But he's he's like, you know, 32. About to be 33. 33. Ooh, big yeah. time. No, so he's, uh, he's creeping. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. creeping, but he's uh, everybody thinks this is my kid. And it's like, there's like a five-year difference. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere we go. You know, it's like, is really? this your son? Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Sometimes. <laughs> you know? Not it depends. In spirit. In spirit. Right? It's, it's my spirit child. You know, 
Your, your bonus son. Exactly. Yeah. He's, uh, I've already got four sons. I don't need another one. I wow. Got, you yeah. have four sons. I've got four. Woo. My, uh, my oldest graduates tomorrow. Wow. And uh, it's, uh, you know, he's seen me hustling my whole life. His whole life. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, th- and that's kind of where that came from. You know, I spent so much time chasing, you know, I thought it was financial freedom just so we didn't have to look at our bank account. Because, you know, we were paycheck right. to paycheck for years and years and years oh, and years. Because yes. we, we had our first kid at 19, right before, right after we turned 19. Right. And, I mean, it was like one kid every, like, 22 months. It's like, <laughs> this is kind of like the, the rotation of the world happened every right. 22 months. Like, okay, that's how that works. Right. And so, you know, so I did the two-job thing. Yeah. You know, for a lot of years, so I, I stumbled into one. And it's like that one is what led me down this road, and right. then I did it for everybody else with that same type of drive and that hustle. It's and that's the things that built yeah. you along the way, right? And uh, but then I lost sight of my family yes. along the way. Yes, and it's uh, it's it's it sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's hard. It's uh, yeah. I'm trying to you know figure my own balance out, but right. also preaching to people don't. Be like me. You know what I mean? You can have cool things. You can be successful, but, you know, focus on those people right. who are going to cry at your funeral. Right. Right? Not right. the millions of people on your Facebook page or right. Instagram. What would a, what is the best piece of advice someone's given you along the way that you can just, you always think about from time to time? Um, so there are teachers that I've had in my life along the way, some that I've never met, some where I've just like studied their work. Because uh, I do definitely consider myself like a student always of self-improvement, you know, personal development, and even have to watch that because I think anything can be an addiction, like literally anything. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I learned probably about six years ago that I wish I had learned you know, in my 20s, when we talk about mentoring, anytime young women call me, text me for advice, I share this message because I'm like, oh my gosh, if they can get this right now, it'll change your life. And that advice is on like understanding how you betray yourself and how to not do that. And when I think about any type of relationship I'm going to get into, it's a professional relationship, personal relationship, I have to ask myself if I'm betraying any part of myself to be in this partnership. And if the answer is yes, then I don't want to be a part of it. And a lot of times, or for years, I mean, for a long time, I did not trust my intuition I always felt like somebody else was more qualified and knew the best way to go over what my own spirit was telling me. I just didn't trust myself. And now I trust myself. And I trust that when I feel like I'm betraying myself by making this decision, then I walk away from the table and I think if we can ask ourselves some questions and slow down before we respond to a decision, we'll make better decisions. I mean, that's a, that's a really good piece of advice. It's, a, you know, people don't spend enough time on self at all. Right. It's, you know, I agree. we're too busy. You know, don't worry about me. You know, I got this. And then you really don't 
slow down, yeah. focus, and and mentally prepare yourself and, and know your self-worth. You right. know, self-worth is, you know, I struggle from that too. Big. You know, it's Big. I have my good days and my bad days, but then sure. I'm like, you know, what is my self-worth, you know? Sure. Well, at yeah. least you're asking yourself. Yeah. I mean, reflection, right? We don't slow down enough to even self-reflect and ask ourselves the questions. Yeah. So, you know, that's great that you're doing that because I think we, or at least I did for a long time, I assumed that everyone will get to that point where they will seek to change, evolve, become enlightened in whatever way that means to them. And I have learned that, no, most people actually are not interested in doing their work. Most people are not interested in being quiet and sitting still, sitting in solitude, because it, it requires you to it's sit with your busy. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And people don't want to be uncomfortable. That's right. why you can Ever. sit in a phone yeah. and disassociate. Yeah, you stay busy, you know? right? Stay busy. And that's, that's, busy I mean, being busy. To me, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's the evil parts of the world is keep you busy. Keep yes. your mind off of what's really important, and that's inner self. Yeah. And, that, and you're right. Self-reflection is huge. But that's yeah. why mental illness is such a huge thing yes. right now. You know, because something drives it. And part of that, you know, is you have to focus on yourself to figure out what it is, you know. And that can go back to childhood traumas. That can go back to yes. anything that is driving you, but also killing you at the same time mentally. And it's, Yeah. I mean, I think if you're always trying to prove yourself, always trying to prove your, your worth, you're going to end up in a heap of trouble because that's exhausting, and you're seeking it outside of yourself, and you'll never get it. And it only comes with more bad experiences, more trauma stacked upon trauma, more because now someone has betrayed you, someone's broken your heart, someone's this, and you stay a victim, and you don't realize that you're making these choices subconsciously because you don't think you actually deserve this job, this relationship, this house, this um, this piece, you know, um, I shared this story. I think I've shared it on every podcast. Um, when I, I had a bout with panic attacks and it came at a, the most odd time of my life. Like I've reinvented myself a handful of times in my, in my lifetime. Again, serial entrepreneur and, um, I, I've tried businesses and failed. Tried businesses, succeeded, and went, okay, how, how do I do that again in, mm -hmm. in this thing, right? Always curious. Been like that since I was young. My mom will tell you, like, I'm a rebel, totally. But I was, like, in the best place of my life. I mean, I am today, but, you know, meaning I was consistently at a place of, like, continual growth and, you know, seeing success and also watching like my kids, you know, thrive and they're healthy and they're good. Every, everything is stable and I'm not worried about anything. And I started having bouts with panic attacks and, you know, I went to see a therapist and, you know, you've got 60 minutes and it's your right. first visit. And, you know, we got to do, we got to go high and, and in the weeds real quick. And I'm like, damn, yeah. 
my story in 60 minutes. Here we go. So I'm like, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Childhood was this, da, da, da. Okay, I had a baby, da, 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 da. We spit it all. And I'm like, listen, like life is good. So what, like, what the hell's going on? Because I don't, I don't have time to continue to feel this way when nothing is wrong in my life. And she's like, all right, you ready? I said, yes, I'm ready to give it to me. And she said, because of your childhood and everything that you've experienced, you have complex PTSD and your mind has been conditioned for chaos and war. That's what you're accustomed to. Your brain has no idea how to deal with peace and Just stability. Constant fight or flight. I have constant fight or flight. I'd never had consistent stability. Mm. I'd had moments of it, seasons of it, but never consistent. Um, and then I definitely attracted and chose chaotic relationships. I know chaos. Like I'm a pro. I'm a pro. <laughs> They're like, so fun though. Or, or just, I mean, but even in business, like let's say your business is, pardon my friend, let's just say it's a shit show and you need to hire someone to come in and clean it up. Like that's me. I, I can run into that fire. I can run into that chaos with no problem and, and fix it and set you up and make and help you fly. That sounds great. But again, what I say earlier, what you do in your personal is what you also do in, in business. Yeah. So I was like a magnet for the most chaotic, I'm not even gonna say worse people because they, they're, they were not, you know. Um, they were good people, just not good for me. But if, if they were like in some type of turmoil or chaos, Sign there I go. Yeah. Sign me up. Because I know that. Yeah. I know that way better than I know like healthy, healthy relationships, healthy, loving relationships. I, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, that's... You know? uh, I mean, I do now, but just in... Yeah, throughout like, the process. You don't, you don't even know. Yeah. It's... Uh, so... I, it's... Yeah. That's a... Uh, War. Like, I'm glad your therapist said something because mine went three, four hours and only charged me for one session. And I was like, oh, that's cool. We didn't accomplish anything, but I did that three times, so three hours apiece for a one-hour session. And I pretty wow. much was like, you know, I don't need to go back because I got it all off my chest. I, I just healed myself. Yeah. You know? and, and then I was like, yeah, I was like, you know what? You're, you're living a shit show, so you know what? Let's uh, let's get it together, big boy. You know, and that's what I told yeah. myself. And, and then, you know, God decided to humble me. And yeah. and uh, it changed my life, yeah. and now I'm here on a podcast with you. Yeah, and I'm I'm like I'm ready to go make a whole bunch of female entrepreneurs okay. and, and, and tackle like pay inequalities. Right, right. You're right. You know, so yeah. it, it's it's wild. It's a wild journey, isn't it? Is it? A wild journey. It's a <laughs> it's a, it's it's yeah. difficult. You know, at this point in the show, you know, it's starting to come to a wrap and a close. What can we tell? the audience let's let's focus that on the female audience okay. right let's talk about the girls who are facing the same struggles you did mm -hmm. you know they're they're just getting their start in life you know they're working a couple jobs they're they could be in a, a relationship or not in a relationship mm -hmm. and they might be in a bad relationship but like but they have a dream yeah like what message can we give them right to start that dream yeah, you've got to walk towards it. And it's one step at a time. You, you've got to crawl before you walk. 
there's no such thing as instant gratification. If it's, if it's easy money, it's fast money, it's not going to last. Take your time. Um, don't look for a handout. This is a hand up. So if people want to help you, you've got to also pay close attention to what are their motives, right? Anything that you do decide to do in partnerships, you get it in writing. I mean... That's we could do a whole nother podcast oh, yeah. on deals I've done where it's, I didn't have things in writing, right? Yeah, that handshake I mean, doesn't seem to work out for everybody, right? Does not. It works for me, but the people I've handshake with, and yeah. nothing came out of it, right? And that's what's that's what's made me who yeah. I am today. And the other thing I would say is don't worry about being firm about what you want to do, what you don't want to do. This is what your services are. You don't want to like bend, maneuver away from that. And now there's expectations because you're taking on scope that that's not really what you do. Like stick to what you do. Don't deviate away from that until you, you know, garner the skill set to, you know, possibly add things on. But yeah, get things in writing. Um, You have to build relationships. You have to, you have to get out from behind your your desk, your computer at home, wherever you're you're working, you have to get out. You have to go meet people. Um, I do not love networking, which surprises people because I'm <laughs> business development for a living. That's what I do. Networking events that are specifically for networking cannot stand them, loathe them. But I have learned that you still have to show up because out of a room of five hundred. You only need to meet one that can change the trajectory of your business. Um, The more one-on-ones you can get, the better, but that takes time. It takes skill set. And don't worry about people thinking that, you know, you're a bitch because you're being direct about what you want. I find that women are so afraid that they're going to get that label put on them that, they end up agreeing to things that they don't want to do because they just want to be, they want to be liked, they want to be accepted, and they fear that label. And it happens to us all the time. If you know who you are, you know what you want, you know you're qualified to do X, Y, Z, and you say, well, no, thank you, this is what it is, then all of a sudden, they'll pick up the phone and call you and be like, she was such a bitch. Well, no, she was just firm in what she has to offer and you didn't want to pay for that service and that's okay but it happens to women in business all the time if you worry about someone thinking you're a bitch for standing up for yourself and your business you're going to have a really hard time in business the more you can um, worry less about what people think about you the better off you're going to be yes keep your reputation on point but you can't worry about people that aren't decision makers in what they think about you. Provide the service you say you're going to provide. Provide it with excellence. Provide it on time, and you will get repeat business. That's that's facts. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> under promise and over deliver. Exactly. And it's yep. uh, you know, that's the key. It to works. It. And don't sound like a salesman. Nobody wants a used car salesman. Okay. So just no. go in there. You're making friends and family, not customers, not clients. And it all comes to you. 
Right. And that's that's been the biggest tool for me. Yes. Is that I walk into a room, 15 people, and there's no strangers when I leave. And it's like, they're all, they're friends, right? They're, it's, you know, they're potential clients. Right. But, you know, treat them like humans. And, and just be yourself. Yeah. Anytime I've not been myself. Never works out. Never works out. Like, just, you got to be able to let your hair down within reason because you're still, you know, it's professional. Yeah. Right? But... Just be yourself. Don't feel like you got a code switch. Yeah. Right? Just oh, facts. People it's... really appreciate authenticity. Yeah, Eric, be yourself. Big time. I'm trying. Are you? I really have to. Then why do you shave? You should have you kept your beard for this. I should have? Yeah. My bad. You cleaned up for me? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I he's like. Shave. Big guess. He's like, man, I don't know. I got a like, baby face. I don't want to think I'm 40. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. Exactly. But you know, Shandra, it's, it's been a complete blessing to have you on the Thank show you. and i feel like Absolutely. i feel like this is just the beginning of this relationship yeah. i think i can learn a lot and i can you can really help Same. guide me along the way too i have and like I, so many questions for you and i've got i've just got like <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely just the beginning yeah. i'm sure we'll have you back in yeah. and uh but i really it's really been a pleasure thank, thank you. you so much thank you so much it's a pleasure thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. All right. guys that's a wrap for select few for today um oh thank god you know follow us uh on instagram facebook YouTube, anywhere that uh, our producer Friday sticks our uh, podcast, you should watch it, subscribe, like us, tell your friends, your family, and you women out there, you can do it. Go get don't the money. Be, don't be just a dreamer, be a doer. <laughs> That's right. We got this. Right. Bye, guys. I got so much on my plate. You know I can't wait. Been not in my line and money on the way. I need all my sex out.